Well, very cool. Um, happy July, right? Happy July to all the community members that are here live with us and those that are not, that are going to listen to this recap afterwards. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about this community is we try to be present and have conversations and offer context. And a lot of times these conversations are candid and we're just offering some perspective. And yes, we will allow these to be recapped. So you can join us with the cameras on, cameras off. You can offer a conversation. Or you can just take it in, right? Um, thank you to everybody that's joining us live. You know, I'm very excited when we get to do these. There is no silver bullet to business, right? To small business. But I think community gets as close as it possibly can. And one of the things that we really try to do is bring on a, a, a diverse background of speakers and guests and people that can just offer some clarity or even challenges that they're overcoming and share their story. And each and every month, we invite a couple of people on. Today, I'm very excited because we have Jeremy Ryan Slate, who is an author of a new book um, called Unremarkable to Extraordinary. And then he's also going to talk to us about some things that we can put into place today for our business. And Jeremy, one of the things that we like to do before we get started is because we're a community, we want you to know who is here and committed to you, right? So we're going to have yeah. everybody that's on the call introduce themselves first, and then we're going to launch into just hearing your story and, and get, get started, if you don't mind. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, my name is Adam Griggs. I am your moderator. I'm the founder of Clarify, and I am incredibly appreciative to the community members and the opportunity that I have to lead these conversations. And uh, thank you so much to everybody that's here. Patrick, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, Jeremy. I'm looking forward to hearing all of your wisdom today. Uh, Patrick Kagan, I'm the founder of PK Solutions Group, uh, and we specialize in uh, professional coaching, business consulting, and uh, I'm out here in Chicago. So uh, I was due to connect because I need to be uplifted by the community. So I'm looking forward to listening and, and refilling my, uh, my gas tank. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Patrick. Johnny, let's hear from you, man. Hi, everybody. This is Johnny Romero. I am owner, uh, founder of Intersys LLC, a language access company it's based out of Denver, Colorado, currently in uh, Chavez, Portugal. And um, I'm a wannabe blogger, blogger. Just trying to be like uh, Adam Griggs, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, I actually am happy to be here. And um, it's always fun to, to catch up. Thanks. Johnny, thanks. And uh, I'm a wannabe just like you, my friend. That's why we've got Jeremy on here to teach us how to do it right. <laughs> So I appreciate that. I'm going to turn it over to Jonathan and then Elena and Tina with the GoDaddy team. Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan. I work on the, uh, the brand team at GoDaddy. I focus mostly on engagement um, and community efforts. Um, so everything from how we show up on social to how we talk to people during events, all those different things and analytics. Uh, and it's, again, I always love these. It's so nice. I Again, like even just knowing that there was a part of my day today dedicated to talking about chicken farming just it does it that talk about filling your tank so i'm very grateful to be among friends and i'm excited to um to to chat today and hear from jeremy and i do it thank you all so much for being here rachel would obviously love to be here but she took a vacation which you know what is like again if it's a sign you're looking for one put one on the calendar but she is out and she you know will be here next week but you know we're so glad that she has taken some time to enjoy herself Yes, hi. Um, hi, guys. I'm Elena. I am on the community experiences and events team over at GoDaddy um, with Rachel and Tina. Um, and, you know, we work on connecting with all of you guys, our customers, and putting on events and all that kind of stuff. And I am based out of Austin, Texas. And I will pass it over to Tina now. Hi, guys. So sorry I'm off camera today. Just 
trying to get over this summer cold, which I've never had a cold in the summer. It's kind of odd. Um, but I'm also on the GoDaddy um, events and experiences team, and I do stuff like this with the group, the LinkedIn group, do a lot of work with them. Um, and I also do our reporting. So yeah, just super stoked to be here and hear a little bit from you, Jeremy. <laughs> no, thank you, Tina. And, and obviously that just shows the level of commitment, right? You're here, camera's off and not feeling well, but you just wanted to be part of the community and help us uh, just bring this conversation about. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that's here today. Thank you. Yeah, this, this is gonna be an amazing conversation. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Jeremy. Um, he is on the top 50 podcasts. He's been talking to people that have perspectives from around the world. Uh, he is an author and just his story is incredible and where he's headed. And he's got some tips to share with us. So you know what, Jeremy, I would love it if you gave us just a little bit of an introduction to who you are and where you come from before we get started, if that's okay. Full-time chicken farmer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was for you, Jonathan. Um, no, but for me, um, I've, for the last seven years, I've had a podcast that called the Create Your Own Life Show, which we actually started uh, back in 2015. So I've, I've seen the space change a lot to back in the days when there were like 240,000 podcasts, and now we're somewhere around three to three and a half million. It depends on what platform you look at. We just hit our thousandth episode earlier this week. So I've gotten to have a, a lot of conversations over the years. Um, you know, we've been downloaded millions of times and I've gotten to talk to people like uh, the former CIA director, David Petraeus, uh, four-time Indy 500 champion, Elio Castroneves. Um, actually, the GoDaddy team helped me out a number of years ago, uh, getting Danica Patrick booked on the podcast as well. So, uh, so shout out to you guys for making that happen. So we've had a lot of great conversations on the show. And that led to me starting a company in 2016 called Command Your Brand, where we help entrepreneurs to tell their story better to the right audience in the right um, area. And that's why we help them through the power of podcasting to appear on the right shows. We really find that it's kind of an interesting world we're diving into now, where so much of it is driven by long form conversations, rather than just having a bunch of conversations. So we're seeing the quality of conversations really come in where a CEO or founder can talk directly to their audience. So that's what I've been doing along with uh, my wife and our, our small team of, of 20 over here since uh, 2016. And, and we've been trying to just help people get their message out. Yeah, I love that. I, I like the the fact that you started with the Own Your Life podcast, right? It's, or creating your own life. And it's one of those things that we really, I think everybody wants to strive for. And they, it, they're not really admitting that that's the, the strongest pull that we get into yeah. business because we want to control our lives. And it's not just about controlling the narrative in business and feeling empowered to make those decisions. It's about enjoying the world we're creating, right? And stepping out. And that's one of the things that I feel like your mix of brands has really brought about especially in your new book, you know, your book talks about not just extraordinary stories, but extraordinary facts. And it really gives a personal level to what you're bringing to the table. So why don't you share with us a little bit about that? And then we can dive into maybe some of the uh, small pond PR. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I started the idea of this book about five years ago, and it took me two years to write. Um, the first version of which, you know, I, I was talking to, uh, to Patrick a little bit before we started, you know, everybody else jumped on here. My original idea was I'm going to write a book about adversity because it's really important and I've seen a lot of it in my guests and kind of what it makes happen. But the more I kind of dove into that and the writing process and things like that, I found there was so much more to it. Um, the original title was Underdog to Extraordinary. And when I looked at it, I'm like, well, 
you know, an underdog implies that you that you have some big challenge, and some of us do, and some of us don't, or some of us are challenged in some ways, where some of the some of us are challenged in other ways. So when I looked at it, we came, we arrived at unremarkable to extraordinary because I think there's we're all essentially born unremarkable, though it's the things that we do and the the people we connect to that's how we make ourselves extraordinary. It's an active process. And when I looked at it, there's a, a bunch of different things I saw in the guests and the conversations and people I admired. Um, one of the people I spent a lot of time writing about but you know, never gotten a chance to talk to, hopefully hopefully one day, uh, Tom Brady. Um, I find him to be somebody that's really learned how to handle adversity. You look at him and you know, the guy was uh, barely started a senior year of high school, barely started a senior year of college, only gets drafted in the sixth round, only plays because Drew Bledsoe literally almost dies on the field. And he wins seven Super Bowls and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play because he didn't have you know, the gift of being a first round pick, right? I think a lot of those guys take it for granted because you get to the NFL and everybody's good. Now it's what you got up here and what you got in here, your heart and your head that are actually going to take you further. So, you know, how you channel adversity is important as well as how you lead people. Uh, one of the things I learned from, from David Petraeus, who's, uh, who used to run uh, Central Command in Afghanistan, he was also the former CIA director, was around the idea of how you lead people. Because he said in the military, one of the big things you see is a lot of these people are like, well, look how many medals I am and look how important I am and things like that. And he found that you have to kind of come to people where they're at and realize everybody needs to be led in a different way. And when you can kind of come to people with what they need, he was able to actually get people to, you know, kind of move the ball forward in a different way than other people could because he was coming to people with what they actually need. Um, you know, another really big thing is the idea of done being better than perfect because so many times people worry about getting version 1.0 out there and they keep working on it and working on it and working on it when their competitors had it out for three years and they're already getting customer feedback and everything else. So like, to me, there's just, you know, there's many more things to it than that, but that's, I arrived at so many different concepts of like, if you apply these things, if you work hard, if you consistently progress, you know, you can create your own version of extraordinary because it's different for every single one of us. You know, stories really do tell the, the challenges that people have in different manners, different lights, and different ways. And one of the things you said on here was it matters how you lead. You got to lead from the need and meet people where they are. Well, sometimes yeah. the story you're sharing doesn't matter to the people that are listening if it's the wrong audience. And if it's the right audience, it can make all the difference in the world. And so that's really what we're about with the small business community is bringing voice to people that really want to hear stories that align with their needs, where they're at, and where they're headed in their journey. And maybe it's not right now, but maybe down the road, you're going to impact them. And sharing your voice the way that you're doing, Jeremy, is a fantastic way to really build off of that and lead people from their own needs. And I love the book so far. Um, and I'm going to give a copy away, obviously, to the, cool. to the community members that are on here, just because I love the way that it's written. I think it's fantastic. I think you've done a good job of just offering different perspectives and different light. And, you know, one of the things you said was it's, it's not everybody's born remarkable, right? Because some people feel like they're born for, the, for this talent or this one thing in life. You know, one of the things I've always tried to live by is there's two moments in life that really matter. It's the moment you're born and the moment you find out why, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the greatest feeling ever when you align with a passion that really just strikes you at the heart of what you are and where you're headed and having the ability to pursue that. And so I, I, I really appreciate you for, for bringing that voice to allow people to pursue that so that when they discover why they were born and what they want, it's something that's within reach, something that makes sense that they can chase and they can go from unremarkable to extraordinary. Can I add, add something to that too, Adam? Because I think that, the, the, and I, I 
I can't remember if I make this distinction in the book. I definitely made it an article I wrote about the book, but the idea of, of following your passion versus finding your passion too, I think is something really, really vital because I, I think at the same time, you know, a lot of us say, you know, follow your passion, you never work a day in your life. But at the same time, sometimes you're waiting for something to happen to you. Whereas finding your passion, sometimes you do some things you like, sometimes you do some things you don't like, but you get experience, you, you get abilities and you kind of build your, your yourself to kind of find yourself in passion, if that makes sense. But it's the idea of finding it as an active process, whereas following it as a passive process. So I think it's, you know, the things you do kind of make, get you closer to, to finding it. Yeah, everything's a discovery and you can only discover when you're out searching and looking, right? You've got to try different things. You've got to be curious. You got to have fun. And that's one of the things we're all about. It's one of the themes we've had this year is curiosity and fun in business and really allowing yourself to experience something new. So Jeremy, tell, tell us a little bit about Command Your Brand and what it means to have small pond PR. One of the things you like to teach entrepreneurs is to really, when they've discovered their passion and their brand and their business they want to pursue, how do they build it in their local area? So at Command Your Brand, we actually help people to tell their stories on the top rated podcasts within their niche. And I, I kind of make that distinction because a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I need to be on this podcast. And it's like, all right, well, does the is it for ego or is it for niche? So that's something we always try to help people with is kind of figuring out what's actually going to help you. But one of the things that we end up helping people that have kind of a, a newer perspective on things is getting a portfolio of press. Because a lot of times people want, you know, the Forbes and the Inc and the big podcast appearances and the big TV appearances, but they don't have what's called like a, a press portfolio. You know, you go to their site, there's no media page, there's no list of articles they've been in before and things like that. And the thing I like to tell people is, and guys, be sure to stop me if you have any questions, because I'm more than happy to, you know, expand on anything that, you know, you need me to. Um, I like to keep talks a conversation. Um, but like, the, the thing that I like to tell people to focus on, because everybody skips this, but it's actually the easiest thing to do, is you want to find out where the small pond where you're a big fish in. And I'll give you guys an example of that. I grew up in a small town. It's five-eighths of a mile in size. We don't have a grocery store. We don't have a high school. We have nothing. So, like, if anything happens there, it's big news. So, that's my, for me, that's one of my small ponds. You may have many. Um, I went to a, a university here in New Jersey for my undergrad and also for my master's called Seton Hall University. It's a small university that has a magazine that goes out to everybody that goes to it and also everybody that graduated. That's another small pond. Um, I've done a lot of stuff with Rotary International here in the U.S. and also in Peru. That's another small pond. So you want to find all these, these small ponds you're a big fish in because there's not much competition in those ponds, if that makes sense. Whereas everybody's vying for Forbes. Everybody's vying for Inc. Everybody's vying for those television appearances, you know, on CNN or Fox or whatever it may be. So you want to build yourself up so when those opportunities come you're kind of in a better position to get them if that makes sense because a lot of times uh, a producer or an interviewer is going to go check you out and they're gonna be like hmm, this guy adam great so i'm gonna go look at him he's done he hasn't done any media i i actually can't see him talking on video so i don't know how he's going to show up on tv so you want to have a portfolio of press number one to look like you know what you're talking about, which is really important. And I'm, I'm kidding because Adam does have a portfolio. He's done he's done a lot of cool stuff, but just use it as an example. Um, but you want to have kind of those examples people can come back to. And also, especially if you're trying to get TV appearances, people want to see that like you're not like awkward on camera and you've done stuff like that. So you want to have a portfolio. So when you're looking at a lot of these local areas, the thing I like to tell people is you want to find out, number one, what's newsworthy about what you do. And a lot of times when people are looking at their business, 
they think that um, my business exists is newsworthy. And it's like, well, congratulations. There's a lot of businesses that exist, but it's like, you know, what's different and interesting about what you're doing? Well, maybe you're a local dry cleaner that uses a special organic process that you've patented and created. That's interesting. That's something that you want to find that's newsworthy. Maybe your business is veteran owned. Maybe your business is woman owned. Maybe there's, oh, I see a question. Patrick raising his hand at me. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm veteran owned. Thank you. Cool. Well, that's newsworthy, man. Um, because, but you want to find out things that are newsworthy about what you're doing. Maybe your business supports a charity. You know, you look at Tom's shoes and one of their big models is when somebody buys a pair of shoes, they give away a pair of shoes. That's actually newsworthy planning and building a business. So you want to find out what's newsworthy about what you're doing. And the thing I always tell people to do when you're looking at it is you ask, why should people care? Like, why should someone care about what I'm doing? And if the question is, well, just because, well, that's a problem. So one of the things that I've done locally is I've done a lot of like fundraisers and cool events. They did a thing at the at our, our county fair a number of years ago called Strongman at the Fair. And we actually raised money for uh, victims of domestic violence abuse. And we threw kegs and we lifted 150 pound dumbbells over our heads and, you know, deadlifted trucks and stuff. And then we got to write an, a press release about that, submit it to the local paper. And then that press release gets in the paper. So that's the first thing I want to say is you want to find out what's newsworthy. Now, the, the other thing that people tend to, to forget about is, is the old world press release. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just not a huge fan of like kind of the new world of a paid pay press release. Um, because people don't understand kind of the mechanics of those. Like, sure, you may be on NBC, um, Waco, Texas, or something like that, or, or whatever, one of those affiliates or something. But a lot of times you're on the press release part of the site, which is a no follow link. So it's not helping your SEO, it's not a do follow link. And a lot of those links only last for five to seven days. So it's just, you can say, oh, look, I got 3000 hits, but they're not doing anything. So you wanna understand the purpose of a press release. Um, and if, so, if some of you guys get this cool, if there's other of you that are going over your heads, just let me know. Like, I'm, I'm definitely willing to answer any questions. But the purpose of a press release is to alert the media something has happened so that they reach back to you to talk about it. Um, I think a lot of times people have this idea of the press release is the product, which it can be, but the press release is actually the thing that creates the product. So here's an example. Um, when my podcast first hit 50,000 downloads, um, in the podcasting world, that's not a big deal. Outside of podcasts, if people don't know what it is, they're like, wow, that sounds huge. So we wrote a press release, local entrepreneurs, podcast hits 50,000 downloads, wrote an article about it, mentioned some of the guests I've had, and it printed as a release in a regional paper we have here in New Jersey called the Bergen Record. So a producer for New York Channel One happened to be reading the press releases and they're like, oh, podcast, that's interesting. I want to know something about this. Let's schedule this guy to come on New York Channel One and talk about podcasts and what people should know about that as like a people in business segment. So the, you can get, you know, a placement from a release, but the purpose of a release is to alert media that something's happening to get attention for you. And this is why I say, find what your small ponds are. Because yeah, the New York Times, that's a big pond. It's going to be very hard for somebody to find you in that pond. Um, you know, the Washington Post, big pond. It's going to be very hard for somebody to find you there. But your local newspaper that just goes to your county, your local newspaper that goes to three counties in your state, those are really easy to get attention in. You guys tracking me so far? Um, there's a really great article um, that HubSpot puts out. Um, if you guys wanna like know more logistics on press releases, if you're already a master, great. Um, but if you wanna know more logistics on press releases, they update this article over year called how to write a press release. So just, just put in how to write a press release and whatever year you're listening to it in and, and HubSpot has a pretty good article on it. 
Um, but basically, when you're thinking about it, you want to tell the story backwards. You put what's most important first. You don't use any words that embellish, because remember, this is just to alert the news. It's not to talk about how awesome you are, though you are probably awesome. Um, you want to just give the straight what happened, who, what, where, and when, and why. And if you want more ideas on formats, to definitely Google that HubSpot article. So that's going to be some of the ways you're going to get some of your first media placements. Now, here's the cool thing. Um, a lot of newspapers, like even for where I live, that small local I mentioned, it only goes to every house in the county on a Thursday. It prints once a week. But a lot of newspapers are grandfathered into Google News because they helped make Google News legit before it was Google News. So what happens is it prints in the paper, which is cool. You know, a few people see it. You get some local attention. It also prints on their website and it's a do follow link. So it helps with SEO. And for a lot of them, not all of them, but for a lot of them, it also ends up in Google News. So you can get a Google News alert for your name. So now you're starting to build a portfolio for press. So the thing I also recommend with news alerts, so alerts.google.com, you wanna set up a Google alert for um, your name in quotation marks. So for me, I have one for Jeremy Slate in quotation marks. I use quotation marks so you don't get things that are irrelevant. You wanna get just those terms. Um, in my branding, um, there's another person with the same name as me. So I use Jeremy Ryan Slate in my branding. So I also have that in quotation marks, my company name, my podcast name. So that way, when these things do hit news, you get an email right to your inbox. This thing's in the news, you know, take a look at it, share it, do whatever you will with it. Um, another, and this is a totally ninja thing that I'm just going to mention here. Um, when companies are looking for speakers, they put out what's called a call for speakers and every call for speakers hits Google news. So I also have a Google alert for the words call for speakers in quotation marks as well. So whenever any cool ones come in and I want to um, apply for them, I can, that's a, it's a, it's a ninja one that, that has gotten me a lot of like global speaking and that's been cool. So that's kind of how you build the base. Now, like once you get these like releases or media from releases, what do you do with it? You want to have a page on your site called a media page. And on that, you're going to have links to articles and you're also going to have logos for those articles. Now, I'm a web developer by where my brain comes from. So the thing I'm going to mention is when you have any of those links in your site, make sure they either open a new tab or a new window so it doesn't drive up your bounce percentage. We want to keep your website ranked high. Um, but you want to have all those links and all of those visuals on that page. So then when somebody goes, you know, I need an expert on blank. Let me Google that. They find your site, they go to your media page, they see you've been featured in media, they see you've done some talking, and they say, oh, this person looks credible, let me talk to them. Because you're having something out there for when things arise and somebody's looking for an expert, you can you know, benefit off it that way. So, so one kind of extra step, and then I'll, I guess, see if you have any questions on this, Adam, because um, I've covered a lot, but one extra step you may want to take that I do is I also have like a pre-written script that I'll send out about like who I am as an expert and what I do. And I've sent it out to a lot of news stations and, and, and regional media and stuff like that. Like, hey, if you ever get a topic on blank and you need an expert, keep me on file. Um, so that's just another thing to do as well, kind of after you've got this stuff set up. So that's how I do small pond PR. So just to kind of, uh, you know, go back and review is number one, focus on your local media because most people aren't. So there's not much competition there. And you may have several small ponds. So think hard on it. Maybe your talent, maybe your university, maybe organizations you're a member of. Um, you want to list those out, learn how to write a good press release, understand the purpose of a press release is to alert media, not to just be considered a media piece, though you can use it as one. And, you know, be sure to display those when you get them because it's going to create more media attention for you.
Man, I love that. You have just provided such a fountain of just information and, and it's it's almost overwhelming, but it's it's very <laughs> concise and actionable when you think about it. You know, one of the things that a lot of small business owners have is an identity crisis, right? How do I know when I'm relevant? How do I know when I'm an expert? How do I know when I should be doing this? Well, the answer is now, right? Because if you dial it down to these small ponds, the people you're already connected with, or you have some kind of lineage with your community college that you went to, or your group, your networking community, like this GoDaddy community is a great place where we like to collaborate and really elevate each other. You have opportunities to kind of lean on that. And there's always heroes of those communities that you can really dial in on and learn from. And that's great but you're never going to really make a difference until you overcome that identity crisis. So I've got a question for you, Jeremy, how yep. do, how, how do you as a small business owner overcome that identity crisis and know when it's right to start reaching out? I mean, do you, do you write the scripts yourself and then just go for it? Do you allow people that you're close and, and knit with to review it and give you feedback? I mean, talk to us a little bit about that process. So here's the thing to think about, and it depends kind of like, I guess, at what point in your business journey you're in, right? Like, you know, some people listening to this may have a team. Some people listening to this may not have a team. And early on, frankly, nobody knows your story better than you, you know? So like, you know, you are the right person to reach out initially. And that's why it's something you should also have set up for yourself um, is helpreporter.com as well, um, or HARO. Um, a lot of times when media sources are, are, you know, writing something, they're looking for somebody to be a, a source on that. You know, I, I don't have a, a great hit rate on that. I think we're two for 10, but at the same point, like those are media pieces you wouldn't be getting. So early on, you know, don't farm this out to a VA. Don't farm this out to an intern. If it's just you and a small team, take 15 minutes out of your day and write these yourself. Try not to make things canned. Real communication to people is what wins. Um, and I'll be honest with you, because like I've had a lot of like big name guests on my podcast. We have great numbers in the podcast. But I never pitch with numbers because once you're pitching with numbers, like you may think your numbers are great. The person you're pitching to may not. Right. So or there is I've had some experiences where assistants think they always have to do things better to please their boss. Like you just don't know what you're dealing with. So to me, I always talk about purpose and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And you can win with purpose when you can't always win with numbers or experience or whatever it may be. And remember, you know, there's no certificate that you get to say you're an expert. Experts many times are the ones that are number one, talking the loudest and number two, have the most people talking about them. So if you can just create that, um, it's really vital because you can look at two people where one person may have been doing this for 25 years. They're great at what they're doing, but nobody's talking about them and they're not talking about themselves. Well, they may be the best person at that, but they're not perceived as an expert. So you need to create that expert perception, not just wait for it to happen. I, I was speaking to a doctor one time. And he goes, wow, your services sound really great, but I'm just going to wait till the media finds you. And that really bothers me, um, you know, on, on kind of a heart level. And the reason is because a lot of times, unless you evade taxes or harm somebody or do whatever, the media is not going to cover you. You have to be willing to get out there and tell your own story. And don't worry about it if you're not perfect. You know, I listen to my first podcast interviews and I'm embarrassed. Um, don't worry if you're not perfect. It's going to be a little bit ugly. It's going to be a little bit hard, but the more you do it, the more you know your voice, the more consistent you get, you know, the better you'll get at it. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say the whole world might be chasing doom scrolling for the mass media, the, the major like news articles that people click on. But I think there's a change in the water. One of the things that I've seen, yeah. especially over the past two years, 
is people are driven to try to find positivity. They're looking for those silver linings, those, those little moments that can give them a glimpse of hope or just tell them that they're on the right path. And one of the things you've done is really showed us that yes, you can start in a small pond where you think it might just be menial. You think it might not really go anywhere, but it's a ripple, right? And those ripples go out and they lead to this cause and effect where you get alerts to better opportunities, bigger opportunities, more media. You know, you start off with these local chambers and when you get established, you're getting that practice and you're in that comfort zone where you can have that trust fall. You're working with people that are going to catch you and they're going to give you honest feedback without making you feel horrible. And you're going to learn from it. You're going to grow from it. And the next time something happens, that ripple goes out a little bit further, a little bit bigger, you're ready for it. You step up to the plate and now you're all of a sudden you're, you're an expert in your small pond and you're moving up to the next and the next and the next. And I love that. And I love that people are really seeking out this positivity. I just have, I can't harp on that enough. People are seeking out positivity. You know, one of the interviews that we had earlier this year was with Johnny on this call. And one of the things he said was he felt so validated as a business owner because he was able to pay other people. He was able to hire people. And that was when he knew he had made it in business, right? And we were talking just now about whether it's just you and a small team. Well, that's remarkable. Having the opportunity to share that you're giving people an honest living wage in the community, that's a fantastic place to start from. So what you're saying is start with purpose and build from there. Just do it. Like people are looking for that positivity. We want it. We want to celebrate with you. And if we're local and we're connected somehow, it's amazing how quickly that silver lining, that little piece you put out there is going to resonate with others and help them build up. And people want to be part of that. They want to, they want to take hold and run with it. Can I just say something too? Cause Johnny, I, I totally agree with you, man. Um, like, like one of the, the, about two years ago, we finally started like offering health insurance for like all of our employees. Like that was such a awesome experience. Like I wasn't thinking about, Oh my, how much am I paying for this? I was thinking about, Oh my gosh, like these people don't have to worry about this anymore because I'm able to pay for this for them. How cool is that? Like that was just like such a validating experience to me as a, as a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think um, I'll just respond. And, and I, I agree. I think there's a, there's a satisfaction, right. Of being able to, to actually afford doing things like that. Um, and it's hard to explain it, but uh, yeah, I agree. One of the things I think that we've really talked on today, and Johnny, thank you for, again, being part of the community and just offering your story and being part of this conversation. One of the things we've talked about is keeping after it, right? Having constant activity and connecting, leading with intention, because you never know when things are going to be relevant and you never know when things are going to take you to the next level. Like right now, we're sitting here on this call with Jeremy and he's got a new book out. That's fantastic. And we're excited about it. And we love reading it. And I love sharing about it. Patrick on the call is a veteran-owned business, and he's talking about you got to command respect, not demand respect, because of his military background, and he's publishing a book, right? And so these, these little moments, these opportunities to learn from each other are just a fantastic way to elevate and really give you that, that level of confidence that overcomes the identity crisis, and then you can take these action steps, like you said, Jeremy. You can go out and you can put together confidently your own portfolio of what media would be and why you should be out there talking to people. And if, if you're missing a piece, I want to just point this out. Jeremy said that you can go out and you can create events that are leading with contribution and charity and moments that yep. really are reasons why people would want to focus on you and you're still giving back to the community. So if you're missing that piece, get out there and do it. Jeremy, Patrick's got his hand up. I'm going to turn it over to him. Well, it's, it's echoing what you're saying, and I'm not trying to be redundant, but I mean, I think we forget that we are each other's best secret weapon out there. There are so many resources here, and everybody's a phone call away. And Jeremy 
Well, you said a fountain of wisdom, I think. I mean, he was spitting things that I couldn't even clean up fast enough. It was phenomenal. Thanks, and, man. And that's all part of our group. And guess what? We didn't pay anything to be part of this group. We just raised our hand and joined. Um, and Jeremy, I love what you're contributing because it's not just being the powerhouse and successful person that you are, but it's what you're doing with it. And we'll guarantee there's seven people on this call. Seven people are better from this conversation. So uh, just phenomenal. Yeah. Really makes me glad that I attended today. Even just thinking about listening to the concept of winning with purpose, I thought was incredible. I thought that was really something that you could apply to almost any intention that you have, right? Whether your intention is to launch a business or your intention is to you know, take care of chickens, um, having that, having that real, that, that just grounding yourself in your purpose is such a way to stay on the path, despite all of the different hurdles and things you go, you know, that might come your way. Um, and what I, what I also love about that is I feel like that ties in really well with earlier when you were talking about all of the different tricks and tips that you have for building out your SEO and for, you know, locating or for, for garnering press in a smaller, you know, smaller niche segments, um, advocating for yourself, you know, being a, being a self-advocate. And I think so much that comes with, you know, small business owners and entrepreneurs, I know people say they wear many hats and it's like, well, why not PR as well? You know, like there's, I feel like there's a lot of people who might very well think, well, that's something I have to pay someone to do, or that's something that comes with time. And it's like, sure, but you can do things to accelerate that. You can do things to boost that. And if you are so aware of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, right, with your purpose, it's just, it's so, it's, it's so refreshing to hear, you know, going back, I think to the positivity as well. I found this very positive. You know, this was, this just sound, this was also helpful. There's so much to take away from this where you might not be ready you know, to launch a podcast, but you can absolutely, you know, sign yourself up for some of these programs or, you know, pitch your, you know, accomplishments to your local newspaper, your hometown newspaper. Like I never would have thought of something like that because I feel like people are so focused on going viral or doing something big that they don't think about how you can plant seeds elsewhere and they will still grow into something. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I thought, I thought that was just very inspiring and very insightful. I like and what you're um, saying, Jonathan, we had, a, I mean, I have a, my podcast is not the size of yours, Jeremy, but we have a podcast. One of my guests talked about filling your cup and your cup is either purpose, passion, or profit. And most people who are happy fill it with purpose and passion. Some people are successful and fill it with profit, but they're not happy. Um, and, and I, and I, what I think I like is it came out of my, my podcast. And again, it's, it's, it is a small pond. Um, I've had so many people who message me that said the person that was my guest, um, they connected with them on LinkedIn and they meant something to them. And it's, I don't know what that'll turn into, but it is spreading the community uh, and spreading the, you know, sp spreading the, the, I guess the heavy lifting around and helping people along the way. So I, I agree with you, Jonathan. I think it's extremely positive. And I, and I think this whole messaging uh, together today is, is very positive. And it's also practical, which is the other thing is like, it's actionable, it's practical and it's actionable. There are so many things that you can do that might not, they might not work overnight, but there are so many connections. You even, you know, talking about the connections within this community, connections with people from your hometown, can, like leveraging the people around you, especially if you are purpose-driven and you are in a place where once again, like 
it says so much to have employees and it says so much more to have employees that you're providing health insurance for. It says, you know what I mean? It's, it says so much to get to that point where you go, I understand if we might not be able to do it right now, but to be able to provide for your community is such a great way to, to drive participation and loyalty and right. And to let people know that it's, you're not just in it for yourself. And I think that is, you know, there, there's so much that goes into building a business to building a reputation to building a great, great, excuse me, great web presence. And it's just having all of these different actionable bits throughout this is, is there, it's tangible. It, it was great. Um, Jeremy, I, I will stop. Can I, can I, no, can I add something? Cause Jonathan, you're, you're spitting gold, man. So like, this, oh this my, I learned it from you. So I could have like, there, there's 15 stories I could tell off of what you just said, but like the, 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 one of the people I interviewed for the book was, was Guy Kawasaki. And, you know, Guy is very famous for, for being a brand evangelist, right? Like, you know, talking about Canva and talking about Apple and talking about these brands. And one of the things that, that Guy lives by in the brands he works with and chooses to work with is something he calls Guy's Golden Touch. That doesn't mean that everything Guy touches turns to gold. It means everything Guy touches is gold. And the point of that is, if you want to get bigger influencers involved in your, pur your, your purpose and what you're doing you have to show the good works of your company and your brand and thing, because that's how you attract participation, right? So if you want to get involved with even bigger people and brands, you have to be out there telling your story to tell people the good works you're doing. Yeah, I could not agree more. That That is a great cap to, to Jonathan's comments there, Jeremy. Thank you so much for that. Jonathan. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you for the one point that, that stood out to me specifically was you had mentioned, and I, I don't have it verbatim, but it was to be, uh, on a podcast of leader or top, you know, uh, individual in your, in your, in your niche. And I think that really plays well for what I'm actually trying to do right now, because what I've been embracing, uh, more recently is really moving forward with a non-competitive viewpoint of, you know, in my space, which is language access, it's a very niche, uh, specific, uh, space. There are uh, individuals that are really good at what they do, and I and I really give credit where credit's due, and I think it kind of goes against what most small business owners uh, think because, like, oh, you know, why would you do that? They're a competitor, and I don't really see it that way because I think there's very few that I would consider top of what they do, and I think instead of you know looking at it as competition, it's better to embrace it. And I'm actually in the very near future going to be working collaborating with one of those individuals. So that'll be something that will soon to be um, public. But, but I think it, it's perfect advice because I think a lot of times small business owners do hinder themselves because look, the reality is I'm not Google, I'm not any multi-billion dollar company, but sometimes you get the mentality of like, oh, I, you know, to get on the top, I have to like step over people. And that's really, I think, counterintuitive. If, if I look at small businesses as a community unto itself, and I really need to support other ones that are, are doing what I'm doing because there is so much, uh, to use your metaphor, right? It, it's a big pond, right? And, it, you know, there's enough room for all of us. And maybe at some point I can be considered the big fish, but it's okay to recognize other people that are doing well. So I think that's something I'm going to take away. Um, I do agree with that. And I think that more small business owners need to embrace that, where instead of looking at it competitively, maybe supporting one another so that you can both rise to the top, if that makes sense. Well, because I, I think just to, to add to that, Johnny, one thing I think that's really important is a lot of people see being a small business owner as like, you know, a difficulty or a hindrance. And I think based on what we talked about today, if you like apply it correctly and you use that positioning correctly, like it's a superpower because nobody's doing this and you can 
kind of, you know, this is how you get the heights you want to get is by not disconnecting from the people you already know and you can work with, but figuring out how you can work with them. Yeah. And then really sharing your story without feeling like you're braggadocious, right? You're building this, uh, this amazing story. And let's be honest, being in business, that, that's remarkable. That, that is amazing and extraordinary because you made the decision to take on a challenge in the way that somebody operates a business and the way that the community is affected by your business and the people that work through your business for your business or purchase from your business, right? Everything that you do, these are moments that are just amazing. And these are moments you should share. And one of the things that we've harped on all year long is we should be sharing in the journey as we're overcoming the struggles, not when we think we finally made it, we want to talk about the accolades, right? We don't want to talk about the past and why we made it and share this grandiose story of you can too. It's here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm succeeding. What are your thoughts on that? You do that and you share these stories. You can really leverage this, this local small pond PR. You can have conversations of context with people that you really appreciate and respect, and they can offer you perspective and kudos. You guys can rise together, like you said, Johnny. And I think that is the ripple that's going to go out and really bring in the attention. And I really just feel like that's the theme that we've had today. And Jeremy, I just, man, you've just spit gold today. Everything that you've been talking about has just been amazing. I have taken so many notes and I'm the guy that's usually moderating this, just sitting here prepared. Uh, I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And it's, it, you know, when you and I first connected, you know, you were telling me that you're really trying to help more small business owners. And, you know, a lot of what we do is more of a fit for bigger brands. So I'm like, you know, let's talk about small pond PR, which actually is something I've done for myself and I've helped other people do, but it's actually not what we do as a company because I just, you know, wanted to serve your group today, man. You know, I love that. I really, I got to appreciate you for, for being present and being willing to do that. And then, you know, everything that you've shared today is, is actionable. It's stuff that we can really put into play. Um, I definitely, you know, you guys make sure you follow Jeremy, make sure you go and check out his book. If you guys want a copy, I will send you a copy of this book just because the stories of it are just, they're, they're insightful, they're exciting. And there's always paired with some extraordinary fact that really gets you thinking about it. And that's why we have these conversations and so, Jeremy, one of the things we like to do at the end is if there's any more comments and kudos, we really want to open it up so that people can offer their final, you know, their final pieces of, uh, of like I said, compliments, kudos or comments. And then we want to point people to where they can connect with you. So I'll be first. I just appreciate everything you shared today. Like, honestly, I I'm going to probably re reread this book over and over again. I'm going to be following you. I think that there's going to be many, many things we can learn from you. Um, and I just, I appreciate you. Like you said, you said you normally deal with bigger brands. Our, our audience is mixed, man. We've got people that are just starting, people that think they want to start. And then we've got others that are about to break through, break free, right? So I think the conversation here matters to everybody. And I appreciate the community members that have been here to talk with us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's just been, it's nice to have to know, you know, it's always nice to have this hour to just sit and chat with people and to, to learn something, but it's another thing entirely to walk away. And I do, I have a, <laughs> I have a whole notes tab filled out. Like there was just so much good stuff to take away from this. Um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear like a, a cliff, quick little synopsis of this book. I'd love to hear a little more about your new book, like a quick pitch. Um, I am, I, I go, I looked it up and I, you know, I, I read about it, but I'd love maybe so anyone watching this could just get a, a better understanding of what it is. Cause the idea of it featuring a ton of entrepreneurial stories. And if it's anything like this discussion there, it's definitely worth your time. Well, um, you know, I, I think, as I mentioned, like being extraordinary has a different definition for all of us. And, you know, to me, it's kind of being the best version of yourself. And when I looked at it, 
Um, I hope I don't insult anybody out there, but I think like 95% of every self-help book you've read is BS. Um, you know, like, yeah, sure. Some of those things are important, but life is about hard work. It's about consistency. It's about, you know, continually educating yourself and, you know, continually working towards something. And I try to take stories that can show you, you know, why you need to have present, past and future visions as an entrepreneur, you know, how you can use adversity as a strength and not run away from it. And, you know, cry victim and cry poor me, like how you can use that to grow. So there's so many things that you can apply real world here to at least walk away and start getting walking towards your better version of yourself. So it's uh, the book's called Unremarkable to Extraordinary. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I just appreciate you for that. You guys head over to getextraordinarybook.com if you want to get the book. Um, if you want me to send you a copy, I am more than willing to do that because everything that we've just gotten today is gold. And one of the things we've got to leave this with is obviously, if you're not following Jeremy Slate, make sure you do it. Pull him up on LinkedIn, follow him, get on his podcast, and then take action, right? You have a small pond where you can build this PR, you can build your own media and your own, you can really get out there and promote yourself the way that you want to be seen. Get out there and do it. Take action. I mean, that's, that's step number one. Beautiful. Well, you guys, I appreciate so much for this, this hour. This has been a fantastic conversation. Achieve your own possible, get out there, whatever it is, build that business and, uh, and build that lifestyle.